I have All now right. pressed the button. It is now hearing the sound of my voice, Al Gore robot style. Perfect. Better than um, better than some other well, almost presidents. Um, so yeah, um, this will be confusing when I listen to it back. But uh, yeah, let's get started. I'm Rob. He him. I'm Matt. He him. And. Uh, this is, if you're listening to this and you're new, uh, I'm actually quite surprised because this is basically a friends and family thing right now. Um, you know, hypotheticals podcast. Uh, we basically try to, it's not always um, a silly topic. Uh, today's probably, it wouldn't be considered silly. Um, but generally, we try to come up with uh, absurd questions, treat them at least somewhat seriously from a point of, hey, if this was possible, what happens? Uh, and then, uh, yeah, it's just silliness or seriousness. Sometimes we'll have like a random grim thought pop into our heads and, uh, it's hypothetical. Exactly. Take it as far as it goes. And it's the classic, what's the difference between adult humor and kids humor? Usually that difference is death. (laughs) That's, that's supernatural humor too. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Would you like to introduce the topic for today? Our question that will take beyond the bounds of what any normal conversation should take. Uh, sure. Um, so that I, I would point out that we uh, alternate between who chooses and because you are essentially our uh, first guest uh, in a in a bloodless coup d'etat of Dave, who will return at some point. Um, you got to choose, and you have chosen... What if company towns were still a thing? And uh, for those unfamiliar with what company towns were, uh, congratulations, uh, but also condolences because your teaching uh, of history was not great. Uh, Yeah, company towns were basically, hey, what if we could turn sharecropping into a company thing? Um, So people would, you know, create towns like the one that I heard recently was... uh, the one that Ford did. It's like, you know what? We need rubber for our tires. So let's go to a foreign country. Let's take mm-hmm. a whole bunch of people. And, where the uh, rubber is and where the people are. Exactly. And uh, it, it didn't go so well. Um, company towns tend not to go so well, especially because eventually you're going to get a revolution. Uh, <laughs> you're trying to meet every single need and pipe them through this narrow space that turns out in the shape of a tire. And robust for a certain number of thousands of miles on someone's car when the person who's driving that car has no need to think back to did the person who helped make this possible have what they needed to eat did they have means to share their time with their families and friends did they enjoy their day none of those questions come up and yet the company town must make all of that possible one way or the other yeah exactly and uh the, the di- divorcing of like production with where people live, which happens in industrialization, um, makes it really easy to forget about that. And it makes it really hard to uh, properly manage it when, all, you know, it is, uh, it is your job. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess the first like thing that I was thinking of, mm-hmm. um, and we can go around like. And yeah, sometimes... we can go around a circle of the two of us. I hope we do. Yep. Because sometimes I'll, I'll ask a, a self-serving question because I want to answer it. Um, so I'll, I'll ask the other person first. I don't, know, I don't know if that's regular human nature, but I know it's what I do. Um, do it. 
So lead on. What um, what what company comes to your mind as like the first company that would make a company town if they were like a popular thing today? Hmm. <clears throat> we use language that already treats major corporations and brands as if they were company towns. I'm ready to jump into the the space of there are company towns that live inside your head because they're treated the same way. You just may not have thought of considering them as company towns. If you think of Cupertino, California, what are yes. you thinking of? If you're thinking of, in to a lesser extent, San Jose, you have an image that those places exist and they exist with a structure of governance and with some type of non-authoritarian government while also acknowledging that almost everything that is there is for the the honor and service of apple corporation or for you know something in that vein and it's it's been funny to me to think through this as little uh, prep as as one wants to do when you're doing a hypothetical examination it's been funny to think through how there really are those types of, of of thoughts of what would company towns be oh well i kind of already think there are some out there I, all I had to do was interrogate myself at just a slightly below skin deep level, and there they were. Yeah. So yeah. Apple is there for me already. If I were to take one that I don't have quite the same association, ah, boy. Um, I pick. I think I pick a candy company again, kind of like Hershey, Pennsylvania. Hershey's got its name on it, but mm. I think of that in a purely positive way. Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should think of that in a draconian way. That it's a, a, a it's a it's a chocolate covering over something that's a lot less pleasant on the inside. How about you? So two things uh, come to mind. Those those are great examples. Um, the the first one that came to mind was uh, Google because there was this whole controversy where basically people would have to be bussed in Google buses uh, to get to work uh, mm. because like. The, the prices of things were so expensive because of them and other companies like them. Uh, and I remember oh, people yeah. throwing like rocks at them. Uh, you know, they, they, they were not pleased. Uh, they, they... So you've, you've nailed two things that would say something about the town. It's got people in it or it's got a reaction to it. There's a reactionary nature from somewhere to it. Mm -hmm. You've got a broader acceptance than simply I own, I own property here that really is provided for me by the company or i have a responsibility here to something that goes beyond i check in at the beginning of the workday and then i check out at the end of the workday mm -hmm. if you've got someone throwing rocks at you something a lot more is going on than you have a normal job exactly yep and um the other one and th th there's a rich history of google stuff but the other one that occurs to me is um this whole mythology that's grown up around uh, walmart like the entire I want to say mm. not the entire town, mm. but like several blocks around like the office space where um, Walmart mm -hmm, started mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is now basically an artificial park where like things are maintained to look like, you know, a bustling 60s town of people and buildings. Oh, so um, they've grabbed a culture and they're hanging on to a culture that goes along with that. Uh, you might argue that a, a town can evolve even as the things inside it change somehow, but this is something where they've made a positive, they've taken a positive stance at what they want the outside of the town to be, mm -hmm. and they're freezing it in a, in a certain way. 
Exactly, and they're mythologizing it so that um, they're they're seen as the good guy regardless of what goes on. Oh yeah, you can't imagine really an underground newspaper functioning in, in that system, could you? No, no, you, you you'd be kicked out. It's like, well, we own all these buildings, so we can choose. Um, <laughs> oh geez, where would you go next with that then? You got a Walmart. Let's say the Walmart town is not just controlled by Walmart. Uh, what is it? What does it say to you when you're ta when you think about the water and the sewer and the things like that that Walmart also provides? Do you think Walmart's a company where you could get to the point where the Walmart uh, leadership also provides your weather, for example? Like like literal weather, like yeah. Um, yeah. The thing is, like, and this this uh, here's a question: Is Saudi Arabia an oil company town? Like the entire place. Oh, wow. Uh, because that's what I thought of when you thought of like weather. Because they mm -hmm. literally do things to control weather um, for events, um, for mm -hmm. like like planning of, um, mm -hmm. yeah, of, of like Cup. literal farming and stuff. The World Cup, international events. Yep. Whether they're just for the leadership, just for the major companies that are there, or if they're in fact trying to bring in people from outside the country who uh, just pay for the privilege. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I love how you've taken us from like a five, fifth minute of the podcast conversation already to like a 30th minute of the, uh, of the podcast conversation. <laughs> Let's but... remember these things that are already happening. And maybe we're talking about company countries. We're not just talking about company towns. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, because it's, it's anything where your, um, your financial or political system is tied to... Uh, corporate corporate something whether mm -hmm. it's you know an industry or a service yeah mm -hmm. and with saudi arabia let's let's take more from the weather part of it so they have a capability uh where they're already in a place where you could say that the weather is an extreme challenge for them oh yeah there are times of the year where it is not safe for people to be outside in for a number of reasons whether it's the storm whether it's the heat whether it's the exposure, whether it's the, the sun. And that means they have to control the weather slash they get to control the weather. Uh, the people inside are therefore dependent to a large degree on whether the weather is controllable. Uh, how about, I mean, how far are we from Mad Max Fury Road in that case of the water is released to you and when the, what we care to release the water to you you have no way to provide the water for yourself short of that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not far. There, there's already uh, cases uh, in the U.S. even where they're uh, trading water futures. So it's it's a thing. And mm -hmm. aside from controlling the outside, um, it's a ridiculous idea. But have you heard of uh, the city of Neom slash the line? Uh, boy, is this the... The theoretical expansion of a great wallish sort of structure that continues to go and go and go and go, but it all exists inside the bounds of like the the outer limits of the building itself, even though the building is many, many, many miles long. Yep. No idea what you're talking about. Go ahead. <laughs> so yeah. I, Tell me everything that you know. I think I've just told you everything that I know. I know that. Um when they talked when people have talked about it it's basically turned into a fever dream where like mm -hmm. mail will be pneumatic tubes and uh 
there will be like mm-hmm. like people in flying machines inside this dome and like you know there'll be a whole bunch of ai stuff and of course other um buzzwords like bitcoin and things mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. and uh yeah and and that's that's the part that's the things mm-hmm. that i know about it that you you hadn't already mentioned it's, oh, well, uh, as soon as you said pneumatic tubes though you want to talk about the romance of technology being something everyone can be on board with. Is there anybody who's against pneumatic tubes? <laughs> I still I think of the days when I, when I had a bank and I got to walk, you know, go, go up to it uh, in my car or even a couple of times on my bike. Oh, and yeah. I'd get to interact with the teller who'd send me the tube. I'd put my thing, paper thing in the tube, send it back. And, you know, you don't, you don't realize what you got till it's gone. Yep. In fact, so if you I, can bring I, me back pneumatic tubes, maybe I'm, I'm willing to give up control of water. <laughs> See, I remember that because uh, my my bank where I lived uh, had that too, and uh, I remember somebody um, made a joke online where, mm. like, some it's like it was like a, a fake scenario. Someone dresses up as like Mario, and mm. and then he got pulls up to that type of ATM and he goes, "It's a me," and then he like starts pouring marinara into the tube. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, jeez. Uh, what would you? Let's see. What other things could you provide via pneumatic tube? Uh, other than uh, other than pizza sauce. Sandwiches. Um, There's actually sandwiches. Yep. sandwiches by tube. <clears throat> of course, submarine. They have to be. You know, they have to be mm-hmm. aerodynamic. Mm-hmm. And if you're traveling, in that case. And you want to provide public transportation for your company in a city uh, in a way that people can't throw rocks at. Tube is really good for that purpose. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I could see you need oh, you need such good people, though, in the company to figure out exactly how far does the tube, how far is it safe to send that tube before the people need to have a stop for additional mm-hmm. residences or supplies or you know how do you how do you root so that you're not ending up inside of a Sly Stallone film with both ends of the tunnel blocked off and everyone needing to evacuate the tube to some distant, uh, possibly not quite reachable escape hatch. <laughs> it's a good point. And then, um, of course, the 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 grim side of that is you know it's like you have the dissenters tube, so it just ejects them from the uh, system. <laughs> Takes a sharp right out through the wall. Yep. <laughs> And uh, oh, this is this is also this could apply to that too. Um, have you ever heard of the uh, the euthanasia coaster? Whoa! It conjures <laughs> such an image. Just two it's, words. It's literally like some some like civil engineer uh, designed mm-hmm. a roller coaster that had ever increasing loops. So the smaller mm-hmm. the loop, you maintain the uh, momentum and you speed up. Uh, so mm. it's like this this is the the type the tightness of the loop it takes to. Uh, to you know end you um wow yeah wow what yeah what how can you compartmentalize like you do in as companies get bigger and bigger certain roles become niche and they're niche in a way that would allow you to take all of the um accessory all of the accessory harm and moral choice out of something like the euthanasia coaster somewhere in there you have just enough engineering where someone is working on the force, someone is working on the engine, the, the, the physical properties, mm-hmm. someone else is working on 
how you get it started in the first place. Someone else way down the line is working on organic disposal. I could see that happening in Companies Town. You break it up in just enough pieces and maybe the first place where it's broken down is at such a such a high level that it only takes that one immoral person in order for the rest of it to become possible. Yep. Yeah, the thing is like with compartmentalization, it makes things like really easy to do stuff like that uh, mm -hmm. because like the, um, the, 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 the Milgram experiment isn't actually a great example because mm. um, there was like, more. there was People excessive... here demand detail. Yeah. So the, for those unaware and tell me if I'm wrong, because I might be rem misremembering the title. Uh, but the Milgram experiment was the idea that um, you could take somebody and put them in a situation where mm. they thought that they were providing a punishment to mm -hmm. verify, uh, to answer questions uh, mm -hmm. by increasing the voltage in a shock that they get. Uh, mm -hmm. To the point that it sounded like they were killed, um, mm -hmm. but the mm -hmm. person simply um, did it anyway because there was pressure. The thing is that this this was meant to be like a thing that says, "Oh, people will obey authority no matter what." Mm -hmm. um, so the but, full extent of creating an apparent direct connection to that other person has passed out or is dead or something. Exactly, and mm -hmm. the thing is that when they looked at it more closely, they realized that the um, the person telling them to do that was mm -hmm. like essentially like almost yelling at them or yelling mm -hmm. at them to actually do it. Uh, and that wasn't like the most, um, the most accurate way of this. Yep. Under duress in the moment. Exactly. They were willing to offload a certain amount of threat. There was real manifest, some sort of a, there was at least an assault in front of them happening, even if there wasn't actual battery or force applied. Exactly. And mm -hmm. I think the more, um, the more useful experiment that shows that like people can be influenced that way um, mm. is there's this simple experiment where oh and by the way in the Milner experiment the person being shocked was an actor and so was the uh, person telling them to do it mm -hmm. um, but the experiment that I thought was interesting was one of uh, peer pressure and mm. the simple experiment was um, like three actors and one experimenter was brought mm -hmm. into a room and um, the runner of the experimenter was also in on it and mm -hmm. he would show people three lines and mm -hmm. he would basically say uh, you know which one of these lines is longer and mm -hmm. three out of the four people all the three actors, physical lines written on a card written on a, a something yeah exactly and uh, all the other people who were actors would choose the short line first and mm. I want to say it was like it was over 50%, but I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure it was pretty high, like maybe 80% of people would say the wrong thing. They, mm -hmm. they would say that the short line was the longest line um, just because the feeling that they might be ostracized, that they were missing something, um, mm -hmm. kept them in line. And I think that's mm -hmm. a, more, a stronger pressure for people to behave mm -hmm. that way. And if you bring this to the company town perspective the less you are able to see something other than what the company provides the less likely you are to consciously go that direction exactly whether that's using the same methods of transportation provided by the town instead of being given the option to walk somewhere or bike somewhere uh, if you are fed even what seems to you like a broad diet of food 
in the company town, the company town can easily constrain that to fit whatever their own personal uh, needs and uh, priorities are. Yep. They could say, well, I'm, I'm happy to go down the 1984 path. There is, there's a lot of echoes of that at the scale where someone is able to make a decision that then comes to you using the same words and language that you've grown up to know a certain way, and yet they're using them in a shaping way where the, the definitions themselves are changing, yep. but they're still using the same words that you thought meant something different before. Yeah. So you could say that a company town, if they were still around today, would show a lot more of that uh, than, than just goes on in our normal political and social discourse. Oh, yeah. And with all so, the... That does seem to be the favorite source of discourse. You use that word. I'm using that word in a different way. You guys used to use that word in a different way. Why are you using it differently now? Let's talk about it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, I forget what logical fallacy, it, like the name of it is, um, but it's it's that's one of them where you basically, um, where you conflate, where two people are using the same uh, word but are applying different definitions to it. And uh, people already self-select into those categories today. Hmm. Well, since we can't think of the name of that one, let's go with uh, my favorite, which is, you already know what the ad homonym attack is. Oh yeah. I'd say arbitrarily changing the definition of something is, I'm gonna call that one the dad homonym attack. Because <laughs> I've run into that in the, as a generational difference many times. Perfect, yep. So there they are, they're using the dad homonym on you and you've realized this is just not the same context I thought it was working in right now. And yet it's all around me. Maybe I'm the problem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like that, that Abe Simpson quote. It's like, I used to be with it, and then they changed what it was. And now <laughs> it is weird and strange to me. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. We've already, so we've already gotten it sort of at a national level. Um, how about in a, in a thing where there's a, another type of geographical structure, uh, like Australia? I already associate places like Australia with having some of those extremes. I recall a coworker telling me about how Australian danger signs are generally written in English and German because the Germans come from countries where they do not face a lot of natural hazards. They come to Australia where the, everything in nature there is trying to kill you. Therefore, you need the warning signs in German because the Germans are not going to think that the things are there waiting to kill them. Oh, wow. I did not so, even know that. Take that to a level of on the company side of things, now you have people who know an area who generally they're aware of nature is, is not on their side. It's out to get them. Put that at a, at, a, at a company level. I could even see the company needing to put together some kind of military force that they would use to try to strong arm nature into, uh, uh, you know, put nature under its heel even more so than usual because the nature there is so extreme. Mm. <clears throat> I would like to say that in a funny way. I can't think of a funny way to say it. I just think that part's inevitable. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was trying to think of something funny like that too. It's, it's like, yeah, uh, mm -hmm. the weird, here's a weird example of that. Mm -hmm. um, yep. Sealand. Have you, you've heard mm -hmm. of Sealand? Yeah. I have. Because, um, I mean, it's it's an artificial structure. So and, everything oh, and, that they do we'll, there has we'll to take nature. Yeah, let's illuminate for anyone listening who's new to Sealand. This is S-E-A-L-A-N-D. 
I've seen it as one word. I've seen it as two words. I think one word is proper. I think so too. It's somewhere in the North Atlantic. Yes, it's a, it's an abandoned, originally an abandoned uh, government-built platform somewhere offshore. For the purposes of the of this example, that's that's a, the most that you need to know. Yes. Yep. But I would okay. add as a, a fun story because I like to. Mm -hmm. I like you. You can already tell I like tangents. Um, yes. Sealand has changed ownership at least twice at the hands of a man with a shotgun hanging out of a helicopter. <laughs> at least twice. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, Lord. And I mean, I know that's the scale I understand. I could imagine being the guy with the <laughs> shotgun. I could imagine being the guy not with the shotgun. Tell me more about how the helicopter part fit in. So uh, it was it was the easiest way to gain access to the platform, right? Because if you try to climb the platform, um, as as uh, Obi Wan would say, you don't have the high ground. Um, <laughs> so if you come by helicopter, you have a better chance. Uh, you know, by the fact that it worked twice, and the mm. second time it was against the people who had the helicopter the first time. Um, so yeah. I think by virtue of you using the example that you just used, every single time in the future, when I hear Obi-Wan say, that's no moon, I'm going to say, that's a company town. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. It, it absolutely is. Taken to its, taken to its uh, uh, historical, hysterical extreme, now it's the Death Star is a company town. Yes. It might be the, the ultimate example of the company town. Uh, if you can imagine... Uh, wow, you can imagine something existing within the Death Star that is not a tiny band of rebels trying to exploit an engineer and, and intentionally introduce, well, retcon, retconned intentionally introduced flaw in the whole structure. Yeah. Everything else about it, though, is company town, right? Writ yep. large. Yep. Uh, there's so many things that work very interestingly with that because um, if you think about it that way, it's it's a military installation too mm. and that's yes. the company because um, yes. in um it in like multiple military bases that the u.s has in other countries they have franchises there so mm. now i'm imagining the uh equivalent of a mcdonald's inside the death star <laughs> what would you say your um comfort is with operating a McDonald's where your customer base is going to be in uniform. They're going to have some very specific things that they ask for. Many of them will not, in fact, be taking off their uh, the, any part of their uniform to eat within your facility. You'll need to, you know, meet that need somehow. Mm. Boy, uh, I think if, if that were the type of investment I was going to make, I could just imagine asking a lot of questions before I was ready to get that one off the ground. Like, you may realize you've got a spot where you, you really cornered the food market in an area. Right. I can't, can't imagine a food court. I can't imagine like a long, long list of places there that are all franchisees. You might have the only one, and yeah. yet still a very challenging business environment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course, when you said it, the first thing I thought of is imagine a drive-through for a Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> ah, let's see. Well, you got to have the uh, you got to account for the the shield generator on the planet nearby. Yeah. Yep. yep. 
Uh, you gotta gotta be able to handle the uh, the various types of of uh, toy inspiring vehicles that they use from uh, time to time, place to place. Hmm. You uh, imagine the puns that you'd need to make with your McDonald's menu items that would somehow associate <laughs> with it. Uh, let's see. I mean, trash compactor is probably too specific, too real. But, yep. you know, you, you would need your... Uh... <sighs> you know Snape would want something in there with his name on there. Um... Yeah. Well, you could have Orange Crush, but Orange Crush the Rebellion. <laughs> Oh boy, yeah. Even the uh, even the McRib there has some some. What, what would your what would your temporary your specialty meals during the you know that that rotate through seasonally? What might that be? Oh um, boy, uh, yeah. let's see. Um, and and or nuggets. Oh, even the chickens, yeah, because they they'd all be they'd all be probably made from from womp rats. Right? That's so true. You, you yeah. need to you, people would be asking where on the womp rat did the nuggets come from. <laughs> um, and you you just know there'd be a day when it was like okay today today's a special like we're we're closed for a private Sith Sith event. Everything That's all true. of the attendants would be replaced with uh, with. Um, protocol droids that have red eyes there you just go. for that you know for that day only nice. you can imagine the group photos nice would uh would the drink dispensers also be droids hmm they have up to now done so well in evading those types of questions in the star wars universe that's a good question. I never even thought to ask like that. Now we're talking yeah. food. Now we're talking drink. I think, in a sense, we're breaking some new ground. Uh, Tarkin didn't take a break while he was pondering what he was going to do at these planetary scales and say, you know, I'm parched. I could really use a refresher right now. <laughs> let's head down to the let's head, let's head down to the McDonald's. It's really not that far away. I made sure it was installed close by. <laughs> Out, out of sight, but never out of walk. There you go. Uh, who do you think at that scale would make those sorts of decisions? Would you give that over to the military leaders? Would you want that as a, at a business level? Would you want that as like a, a computer system that plans that out for you? What, what do you think makes the most sense for a, a company town at the size of a Death Star? So it doesn't really get covered much uh, very well in a lot of, um, of sci-fi franchises, but... It feels like... I mean, yeah, the, the, the joke in many cases is sci-fi is like reality in the future where you took away all the pooping and the sex. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, the Star Trek Enterprise D has one public bathroom, according to the tech manuals. One? One. Nice. Um, but yeah, so my thought is, like, the, 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 the evil empire, um, generally they like to control people to subjugate other people. Mm. Um, but I don't think they like mundane things. So mm. I suspect that they would offload that to an AI that mm -hmm. basically had one mm -hmm. of those restraining bolts on it so it couldn't think for itself. Um, <laughs> oh, wow, amazing, yeah. So 
restraints and constraints are going to be a big part of this too. We're talking about some of the features that are provided. How about some of the things that are not provided? So you're you, like, you've just like told what? me about you've just told me about a practically utopian ship of the future <laughs> that has one toilet on it, <laughs> which for many people already means you flipped utopia on its head. <laughs> that, that's fair. Uh, what are some other things? What are some other things that you can imagine companies completely doing away with for their own uh, their own benefit? Well, I suspect. I mean, so comp companies, weirdly enough. Um, mm -hmm when it comes to like the, the ruler, they tend mm. to have weird belief systems, not necessarily religions, but sometimes religions. Mm -hmm. um, so a fair amount of company towns, no drinking, no drugs, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, which I don't know if that would apply to the empire because they like to work with uh, spice miners. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it makes me wonder if, if there's like that sort of restriction on, you know, like <laughs> Death Stars. And, and they, like, they do Star like to make trade disputes the yeah, key, the key drama in their day-to-day -day stories. So you know a company is involved. Yeah, yeah exactly. <clears throat> yeah, although it <clears throat> brings up some like weird, like um, like special circumstances. Like mm -hmm. if you have like this like company slash government thing, mm -hmm. um, it means that they're going to have like a, a few different types of controls and setups. So. For example, I would imagine them dedicating entire planets to be like single-use things because there's mm -hmm. so many planets. Mm -hmm. um, but then it gets weird because, like, you can't just Death Star a planet and then it's like, well, we can do it with ones that we don't care about. But like, what if there's like a rebellion on, you know, the toilet paper planet? <laughs> I mean, there's there's the there's a future hypothetical <laughs> podcast for you right there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Toilet Paper Planet, uh, that takes you right back to when, if I have this right, there were, uh, it was the, it was the strikes or the work stoppages based around uh, the Icelandic volcano. Is that what led to uh, shipments of toilet paper internationally in order to help people out? We'll look it up. We'll put it in the show notes if anyone yeah. needs that. I've always wanted to say, we'll put it in the show notes. So for, for legit, we'll put that one in the show notes. Nice. Yeah. See, I, I have no problems taking notes while we do this. So. What would you, yeah, what else, what, what would the other single-use planets be that would be really important along those lines? I, it, it surprises me how often what people mean when they mean variety is just fresh citrus. Hmm. Right. You know what I need to pep this meal up? I need a lemon. Anyone got a lemon here? No, I'm going to go down to the corner, and I'm going to be willing to pay $2 from that little that little dusty uh, wicker basket that's on the counter for a lemon because yeah. I need to come back and I need to zest that lemon into whatever it is that I'm making. You'd have planets that were very much like that where they were the convenience store wicker basket counter equivalent of it just turns out this one thing is a thing that people inordinately like. And although you'd think that thing would normally be something you'd buy, you know, a dollar for a dozen, turns out individually they'll pay a hundred dollars for one because they need it right now. Right. So that makes <clears throat> me think that uh, the empire probably does invest in just-in-time shipping. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And that to go back to the to build more on the trade idea, 
if they if they think it's really important to have this vertical monopolization of sources of whatever the raw supplies are and then get them quickly from place to place or meet the the needs as expected they're going to rigorously structure what the residential uh, allowances look like mm, yeah you'd you'd almost visually um, be able to see on a slide here is where the planet is here's a circle here are all of the sur the the supply planets additional circles and here's the exact distance that they are away in order to make it possible for the people the, the maximum number of people we've allowed to be on this planet to be then supplied by their whims and desires over here on these planets nearby mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah is this screwed up by at all by um, a replicator like we're talking about trade we're talking about shipment of goods that is apparently what the empire and the world of star wars allows i don't recall that being the kind of thing that they bring replicators into it and then you get to the other side one of the things that is essential to the star trek experience is people can just go into the room quietly and say oh i want this and there it is and they have it whether yeah. it's you know, your earl gray tea or whether it's your sandwich yeah yeah definitely star wars was not a post-scarcity society and mm -hmm. uh the star trek one definitely was um there's an interesting thing about that i've i've read a, a series of books um where basically humans interact with other humans that got separated and they they'll bring like essentially it's not really a replicator it's just a matter rearranger because there's no converting from energy to matter mm. um but mm -hmm. honestly any society that has basically made a replicator or replicator adjacent thing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um as as once that gets into the hands of the, the regular person mm -hmm. um I don't think it's practical to have a, a top-down control system. Mm. So replicator as Marxism is the note I'm taking here right now. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, you've put the means of production in such a personal, easily controllable way that all of the other constraints that you might imagine become flipped and are subservient to that ability. Exactly. At that point, mm. you're there... That any government that exists um, absolutely exists at the pleasure of the people. Wow! Wow! The war that the company towns would put against that kind of technology. Where's Where's oh, the yeah. linchpin there in that technology that the companies would absolutely need 100% to be sure that does not exist unless they, they themselves be taken apart? Yeah, the smartest thing. Like I hate to say it, but the only real way to fight against something like that, if you do it from inception, um, mm. and it would it would eventually fail would be essentially a type of DRM, whether it's uh, programmatic or physical. And then that's only a stopgap because eventually, like you'll, you'll either lose access to that resource by one means or another, uh, mm -hmm. or the DRM will be broken if it's just software. Uh, mm -hmm. And then people will figure out how to do it. Because as soon as you can, as soon as your, self, as soon as your replicator becomes a self-replicator, you're done. <laughs> hmm. Can we imagine a future then where that is the, the, the end of, we've got this two layer thing. We've already talked about the world that exists or the, the conception that exists within Star Wars that has these massive world destroying company towns in it. And then there's the rebel forces and the, uh, the new Republic that follow from that. We have not yet seen the new Republic refer to those things because at a meta level, Disney is the one who's writing and planning and structuring all the other stuff around that right 
is there a world where the meta Disney introduces that as an idea in a way that can practically become part of the New Republic or even people who appreciate the show or appreciate the shows? I mean, it's it's you said, you said Inception, Rob. Yeah. I'm afraid I'm thinking like three, four levels deep now. I mean, it's a good question, and I would uh, I would answer that by saying, uh, would they want to? Because right now, mm -hmm. I don't know how much uh, spoilers for Disney stuff coming up. Um, have you watched um, like some of the more recent Star Wars Disney shows? I have watched the the ones that are. Um, I have watched all but the good one. Ah, okay. <laughs> And I know which one you mean. I have, so. I have been, I, I've, all but the good one. So I haven't seen Andor yet. People around me accelerated through Andor so quickly, I was not able to have a shared watching experience. Mm. But then I've seen all of the other ones. People will say, hmm, not as good as the good one. I'm like, yeah, that's right. I guess I better get around to watching the good one here at some point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just managed to not hear any spoilers from it. And then I watched it months after it came out. So that's the only reason why I've seen that one, but I think I've seen all the other ones. Mm -hmm. Um, but they, they all have capitalism. Mm. Um, and yeah. you know, capitalism can, again, is the kind of system that can't really exist, uh, as it does with that type mm -hmm. of technology. Um, capitalism can still exist needs yeah. controls on things needs there to be a flow of one thing from one, one place to another that can be satisfied in a way where money can be extracted exactly and uh that becomes intellectual property essentially at that point um you know like if you have someone who can sing really well or they can they they you know something that's performative because yes. once you make a piece of art well sure the original has value but if yes. all you want is a copy of it you can just make one yeah uh, there, there is a reason why we've reached the stage where, on one hand, we don't have pianos in our parlors, most of us, anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, but then, on the other hand, you neither can you, um, let's see, well, to scale it back a bit, neither do we, any, uh, do we have cultural acceptance of absolute free access to all media. Right. There may be people who have figured out how to approximate that for their own purpose. Mm -hmm. They do not put it in general. They do not make that the how they start every conversation as they walk around in the classic way of uh, those who those people who do know ancient military history may remember the guy who started and ended every conversation with Carthage must be destroyed. <laughs> there are not so many of those people who are out there in regards to public media. They kind of let the rest of the, the other 90 percent of the world pay for some media so they themselves can then be the silver lining for their their own benefit yep yeah and that's been sort of the the path for um like finance in general uh, because generally like there are um resource-based economies like what you can grow or dig out of the ground and then there's industrial-based economies which can turn that into processed goods of whatever uh, and then there's information um, generative, you know, mm -hmm. societies which mm -hmm. use that to create media. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah. Well, Rob, I have a natural uh, extension and maybe counter to the last 15 minutes or so we've covered. Mm. What is a company town you would live in? What does it need to look like? What is the company that runs that company town? People do ally themselves with some brands with some 
emotional and social and political angles that companies take, what company would that be? And what do you think the experience would be like if you truly were in their town? So, you know, I, I'm not, first of all, I'll say I'm not a communist. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I definitely fall on the uh, socialism side. Um, so it would be a company that is owned by the workers, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. that, that's a sneaky way of getting uh, democracy back into your company town. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sort of subverting it a bit. Um, okay. I so would it's, choose... a, it, it's a, it's an ownership stake that is shared amongst the workers. It doesn't, that never needs to be communism. Communism is its own thing. It exactly. is different than that because now you're talking about people who are invested in the outcome. They happen to also be contributing to it with their own labor. Exactly. And that's why like for anyone who's not familiar with the distinction between socialism and communism, thank you for mm-hmm. clarifying that. Because uh, some people will, will call both of them the same thing. Um, so I would choose, even though I'm not one, I could certainly be a support staff in some like technical mm-hmm. way. Um, Doctors mm-hmm. Without Borders. Mm-hmm. If they had like a base, um, I mm-hmm. would be I would be happy to be part of that. <laughs> Doctors Without Borders, asterisk, except for this one place. Do you have specific experience with the organization and how they function and where they operate that influences uh, that? Or would you say it has more to do with what your own personal feelings and goals are for the world and the world around you? So I'd say that um, because I, well, I would say what the, the biggest influence is the fact that um, in the U.S. we don't have universal health care. Uh, and places that do tend to have, you know, longer lives, uh, better health outcomes, better, um, uh-huh. like birth survival uh-huh. rates, things like that. Um, that That's even a good, though, good reminder for anyone listening, those are, those are in fact the case. Just yep. anyone. We don't and have cheaper to put that in other in, countries. You don't have to put that one in the show notes. Just, just happens to be the case. Exactly. Um, so that's the big one. The other one is a very silly one, um, which I think the first time I heard of Doctors Without Borders or donated to them, maybe, um, was during one of those um, games done quick, um, like speed run streams that they mm-hmm. have twice a mm-hmm. year or so. Uh, mm-hmm. And they generally raise like a million dollars per event. And it's like a week of, of stuff. My, my. <clears throat> I, let's see. I will think out loud. I mean, I've been thinking out loud for the whole hour. Why stop now? If I align myself with someone, you can start with groups that take a solid, outgoing, visible approach. You can start with your your Patagonias Mm. as a place where you could imagine them creating a, I mean, pleasant. Pleasant doesn't really capture it, I think. Let's say positively productive. They would seek a town without the negative externalities, without the deflecting the downside of being in a town and all of the production that goes along with it somehow ending up in the hands or in the, uh, you know, uh, the bad exposure somewhere else on another continent. Mm -hmm. And even if they operated in Australia, for my earlier example, I yeah. doubt that they'd be the ones leading the charge to eliminate every huge spider that exists within Australia. Right. 
That's fair. Yeah. yeah. They'd figure out a they'd figure out a way to try negotiation with the spiders. Exactly. Um, they'd find a way to use the silk to make something. They'd they'd, <laughs> they'd co-op with the spiders. Ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Let me think of another one. Patagonia is uh, it's like it's uncomplicated in thinking that you'd have the right mix of intention and execution and end result. So um, I'll take one a lot a, a lot trickier. Uh, I'll take someone like BP. Like mm. BP, if they're going to build a, a town at this point, is it going to be around a derrick? Is it going to be around a field, you know, like an oil field? Yeah, generally, which they do. these are the people who are already like they're they're the ones who are, in my mind, the closest to our are what we said about how a replicator would destroy their business model. Like they're the closest ones to renewable energy being the kind of thing that just makes them the dust in the sand of history. And yeah. I could see, therefore, them building a city around the idea of okay, we're providing all kinds of great benefits here of renewable energy, but you have to be within the bounds of our city in order to enjoy it. Therefore, we're able to artificially constrain your access. Ah, that's that's pretty darn clever. Well, they don't want the, the company to go away. They gain too much benefit from being at the top of the scale, so they have to create that artificiality by, by drawing you in with the, um, the siren song of, Everything you do here is, is a net positive now, as long as you're willing to live within our walls. We have truly moved beyond petroleum as their old commercials went. Right, right. That's that's really clever, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I'll put that one in the show notes for BP leaders. Yeah. So, probably would work on me if that was what it needed to be. Any other logical extremes you'd like to push on here, Rob? Uh, two actually occurred to me, and they're in the same vein, um, but they occurred at different times. So the technically, the ISS is uh, NASA's company town. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, uh, Constrained in the extreme, but it's there. Oh, yeah. And uh, the other thing that goes along with this, which was a joke in Spaceballs, uh, mm -hmm. thankfully, they don't monetize the air supply. I <laughs> uh, can't, can't, can't tell you how many times I, I just, I'm, I'm in the middle of doing something entirely different and all I hear is Rick Moranis saying the way he runs things that won't last a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or popping up a, a can of something and just holding the can up to your nose and going. Ah, uh, yes. Perry air. Perry air. Ah, uh, boy. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, That is the maybe the most satisfying part of all of the satisfying parts that Spaceballs offers mm -hmm. is being able to, to, to go as meta as they need to to talk about capitalism, as meta as they need to to talk about consumerism. Yes. And Spaceballs a flamethrower. Spaceballs a flamethrower. <laughs> Have you yourself spent time on, on like a military base in a way that you could imagine even bigger? you know, a, a late, like a, a state's size thing. Your previous shows, you talked about the armies of Vatican City. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. What, what would it mean to have an army, an army base the size of Italy? Oh, boy. Um, yeah, because yeah, so to answer your question, I've never 
the closest I've been to an uh, army base is uh, driving by one. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, so definitely didn't throw rocks at him when you did that. Thank, thankfully not. That's why I'm still here. Uh, but the the idea of having like such a large like area just dedicated to something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I mean, the, the, the logistics of it alone mm. and like the, the first thing that I can think of happening mm-hmm. is, uh, some, some like slow trickle of technology and arms just moving away from that. Uh, because something that oh. huge, you're mm-hmm. not going to be able to protect every single inch of it ever, all the time. Even though you're military, or maybe because you're military, you have the uh, the inevitable hawking radiation yeah. of your military goods leaking away off the side. Yeah. In because... a way that if you cannot permanently uh, supply those things to yourself internally, could be a real problem down the road. Exactly. You know, because even if you take, even if one in ten thousand people is willing mm-hmm. to risk court martial uh, for selling stuff on the black market, mm-hmm. a place that big is going to have millions of people in it. You're going to have a constant problem. Yeah. Is there a way to do internal justice, or are we going to? Are we? Is the best example, like the simplest example, to go back to, and then we shot your tube out the side of the city. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's funny because, um, you know, back when we only had groups of 100, 150 people, exile absolutely worked to keep people in line because you just oh, couldn't yeah. live alone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Depending on where you eject these people, it, it could work uh, to some mm-hmm. extent. Uh, but if they know that they can get to somewhere else, it's going to be less of a deterrent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, 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 the best that we've gotten, I think, so far is, um, you know, the as they would as they would say in the olden days the the mexican standoff version of uh, a functioning system so mm-hmm. that power is split up between multiple groups that act as checks against each other mm-hmm. um, i think that's i'm not saying that there aren't better systems we just in a corporate way not in a split democratic government kind of way right yeah, because you can't you can't have someone say, "Well, we investigated ourselves," because the response is going to be, "And we found no problems." <laughs> you won't believe how efficiently we found zero problems with our process. Yeah, ex- exactly. The system that has created us—how could it possibly be wrong? Yeah, I'm imagining now. Would you need a jail? Want a jail? Would there be a point of a jail, or would you go with a uh, side tube? I mean, so there, there. I mean, there will be like internal pressures to some extent, um, and besides, this is this is the, the the cynical person in me, which just mirrors what we actually have. Um, you can exploit people in jail. Hmm. You can't exploit people once they've been tubed. Mm-hmm. So. Mm. So yeah, if you value the potential resource enough of their work or their something else, you'd stick with some sort of internal system instead of just side tube. It would be, that would be the solution if you thought that the problem was not redeemable or there was nothing more for you to gain from that process. Exactly. 
Oh, geez, Rob, I love how we've recreated America here. <laughs> we've answered the question. What would happen if Company Town still exists? It's called the United States of America. Hashtag, let's see here, euthanasia loop. <laughs> Coming to Six Flags this fall. Uh, well, any, any other fertile ground you'd like to cover? I don't mean that in a bury me naturally in a coffin with no bottom. Let me become part of the earth. Although that might, might or might not be my personal plan. Well, I, I would not pick a fertilizer company to be in a company town, so. Yeah, yeah, agree, 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 agree. Yeah. It feel, it How feels do you like, like to wrap things up other than by, uh, by petting your cat in a, uh, you know, in a, in a James Bond bad guy kind of style? Yes, at least my cat's not bald. Mm. Hey, there he is. No. Yeah. Um, Adorable. No, it definitely feels like uh, the the natural. Oh, end. sorry. I meant to say, Spaceballs the doll. Adorable. <laughs> when will then be now? Soon. Soon. <laughs> yeah. Usually, I try to think of like some little random anecdote um, mm. to end on something mm -hmm. that's that's happened in life recently. Um, well, oh, here's here's what I've. I've I've stepped on, or I've sorry, I've slept on this the whole time. I have been to a remaining company town this physical year in this physical United States of America. That's right. You mentioned that briefly. Baghdad, Arizona, B-A-G-D-A-D, -A -A Arizona. Of course. It is owned by a mining company, has been owned by a mining company for quite some time. It's a plateau town in northwestern Arizona. It has a lot of what you'd expect because of that. It's modest right. size several thousand people there is a golf course that you can walk onto and play for free mm. if you don't need to use their little driving cart you just play for free because hey it's owned by the company what do they, what do they get what do they care go go play some golf they have uh i'd say an average somewhat rural selection of products in their supermarkets mm -hmm. it was a little bit less weird than the other company town that I've been to in that same area, Los Alamos. Los Alamos mm -hmm. being the absolute weirdest company town that I've ever been into. Can recommend that you go, can also recommend that you just look around and say, wow, these people really are not robots, even though they all look like robots to me. <laughs> oh man, that's good. So um, so I do have one other thing that um, is, so that that's a good outro for you. For me, um, there were two things. Yeah, one's related, one's not. Uh, it was a random, I think, Reddit thread where this guy was traveling across some relatively empty state, you know, like like one of the Dakotas or something. Yeah. And he was traveling through at night, and uh, he was really hungry. So he, was, he found a McDonald's. He pulled in, and, like, the people at the drive-thru were really, like, really, really short with him, like, angry that he was there. And mm. he says, like, it's like, well, we don't have fries. It's like, well, can I have a cheeseburger? And he gets, like, a ham sandwich when he gets up there. And, like, the people are, wow. like, really angry at him and just staring wow. at him. Wow. And, um, and then he, he, he eats it. It's like, it's like, this is super weird. And then he, he drives mm -hmm. on. And then hours later, he gets to his destination and he Googles mm -hmm. uh, the place where he was. And it's yeah. just not there. Like, there, there is no 
area, um, like town, like any directions there. And he asked around and like the, the conclusion that people came to was that this was essentially a CIA fake training town. Um, so that's kind of a company town. It wasn't that it was, it wasn't Sith day at the Death Star McDonald's, but it was pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, you know, like, like, uh, USSR had them. So why not us? Uh, except that it's a U.S. town and not mm-hmm. uh, a Russian town, which is a bit sketchier. Um, hmm. Because that is why a, would the that, CIA? That is, I'm going to be thinking about that one later, Rob. Thank yeah. you. I'll try to find the story. Um, let's see. I'll, I'll write that down. CIA yes. town. and uh, McDonald's with ham sandwich. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing that um, that came to my mind was uh, something that uh, Dave actually mentioned to me when I tried to schedule him last time, because I think mm-hmm. the last time I talked to him to try to run this was last Tuesday, and uh, by then uh, a certain uh, vote was was happening, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, I said, well, when we start this meeting, like whenever it happens to be, we should just pretend it's that day. So, so yeah, I don't, I don't know if we're going to lose the, the speaker or not. You know, who knows? It's, it's still that Tuesday. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Well, I have learned so much today, Rob. Thank Me you too. for going on this path. Socratically, uh, otherwise, historically, it's always room to grow. Yep, absolutely. Especially for that sweet, sweet small cat you have right there with you. Yes. For those who, because um, I don't know if I'll ever release the video version of these. I, I haven't been because it's just been a podcast. Um, but yes, this is this is Peanut. And uh, mm. he likes to give the nose boops, nose to nose. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think this, this has been good. Um, I, as usual, we don't really have a schedule for these. So another one of these will be coming out at some point. Uh, mm-hmm. It might be, you know, me and Matt. Uh, might be me and Dave. It mm-hmm. might be some, you know, other person that I know, uh, mm-hmm. depending on the schedule. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, depending on who gets uh, side tubed in, in between. That's right. It could be uh, someone that I have kidnapped from an escape tube. So you never know. All right, terrific. Well, thank you, Rob. I, I appreciate the opportunity. It was uh, it means a lot to me today. Yeah, you t- uh, to me too. Uh, thanks, you know, thanks to everyone who's been uh, listening with us so far. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. And uh, yeah, have a good day.